afternoon, people. Back again for another big, big away days. Uh, let's get into it. Come on. I get those goosebumps every time you come around, yeah. You ease my mind, you make everything so fine. Worry about those times, I'm way too dumb, yeah. It's way too dumb, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the hype, throw that to the side, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. When you're not around, me, throw that to the side, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. 713, yeah. 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 Y
We haven't won over at Porto ever. <laughs> um, we've only ever beaten them at home. And when we have beaten them at home, it's been comfortable. You know, it's been threes, fours and fives. So I hope that it's the same. But what's a mad thing is that we actually actually wait three weeks now until we can actually try and put this right, which is a long time. You know, Champions League games, you know, don't normally take that long. But for this one, it's three weeks now. We've got to wait. But I'm going to have to put a lot of blame on Mikel Arteta here. And a lot of people say it's the players and they didn't take their chances and they didn't play well. Um, yeah, they didn't play well, if I'm honest. I don't think there was anybody on the pitch that can walk away saying they had an outstanding game. But when you look at how we were playing against Burnley, against West Ham, against Liverpool, against Palace, since we've come back from Dubai, it was nothing like that. It was the reverse. It was going back to controlled ways, going back to possession-based football, going back to trying to have the domination of possession, trying to prevent them from getting onto the football. Um, that's fine if that's your game plan to try and keep it a nil-nil and go into the Emirates with you know, we'll be okay now. But when you let lapse of concentration, show a little bit of naivety, don't concentrate till the last minute of the game, you can get punished in any fixture. This is the Champions League. You know, this isn't Burnley. This isn't Sheffield United. This is a team that are in the Champions League every single year. So I was frustrated, if I'm honest. I feel like we could have done better from the goal. I think as much as it's a great strike and people were saying it was a worldie, um, I'm not so sure that it was, if I'm honest, a worldie. I think mean, it was a good hit. But I look at what Martinelli's doing on the ball there as a 21-year-old. I know he's young, but he's experienced enough to know that in the 94th minute, don't try a pass like that, that Lionel Messi would be proud of if it come off. Just keep it simple. Um, I don't know what Declan Rice um, is doing, really. I love Declan Rice, but I think he needs to get closer. And I think David Reyes miles off his line, man, and makes himself look about four foot ten. So I don't really know that we can... Um, just blame the manager, but certainly in terms of his style and the tactics that he put out there, um, it nullified our front four yet again. And, you know, this proves to me that it is a style and management thing now because we've seen this happen before previously. And it's not like Sacra Martinelli only turn up when they want. It's Sacra Martinelli are allowed to play football when we're allowed to be free and attack-minded. And when we're not and we try and keep it calm and composed and controlled and be resolute, it nullifies the attack, and that's exactly what happened. Now, we had a couple of set pieces we could have done better from. Don't get me wrong, we probably could have got up, got up with our heads a bit better, but there weren't really any way that we were peppering their goals. To have zero shots on target proves to me that it's a management-style thing because we've just put 21 goals past teams in five games. Mm. So you can't tell me the strikers aren't on fire. So it was definitely a, a style of play thing, man. And um, I just think we need to try and forget about this and get back to winning ways as soon as possible because... Um, this is the worst possible thing that can happen going into a nice bit of momentum. Midweek game, you lose it, and then you've got to start again and try and find your next win. And that's never easy, man, um, in football. So I don't know. I was disappointed, yeah, but I was kind of pointing the fingers more towards the management than just the players, if I'm honest, bro. It's an interesting one. Uh, and you've, you've mentioned a point there, which I'll come back to uh, in just a second. But Chris, from your perspective, obviously, for me, it was a bit of a shock result. I had Arsenal to win. Um, you know, in your opinion, does, does this change things for you with regards to how we approach this game uh, on Saturday from, from a Newcastle perspective? Has it given you additional confidence that they've had this sort of disappointing result in midweek, or do you think it's going to be kind of the worst thing for us? What, 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 what where, where's your, where's your head at right now? 
Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those, isn't it? It can work either way. Um, you know, would would I have wanted to face an Arsenal side who just beaten Porto like five nil? Probably not. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, Arsenal have had some fantastic results before that Porto game. Dan Dan alluded to the fact they've been you know banging in the goals. So will they come out uh, all guns blazing? This is this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's it's just not a good time to play Arsenal at the moment. And yeah, they've had that you know that poor result against Porto. But Dan's right, you know, it's it's the first leg, and also you know Arsenal at the Emirates are going to be you know, a different beast. Um, so people saying that Arsenal are on the cusp of being knocked out. Uh, I'm not sure I'd, I'd go with that, um, particularly as Dan said. You know, the they've got a pretty good record against Porto in recent years, but yeah, it's it's a funny one for me. I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not looking too much into the Porto game, shall we say? Because uh, for me, you know, it it's going to be it's it's a Saturday night under the lights, and I think Arsenal are going to kind of come out and be like, right, you know, let's get back to our Premier League form. Which, as I say, recently Arsenal have been fantastic in the Premier League, banging goals in left, right, and centre. So I'm sure they'll probably want to put things right on a Saturday, but it's whether or not we're going to let them peace. That's the key. Yeah, that, that's it. Uh, and, and just I just wanted to come back to um, sort of uh, to Arsenal. Um, for, for you, again, question marks about Mikel Arteta. Um, are you worried about your potential rise at Arsenal? Um, with Mikel Arteta. Uh, obviously, he's come off the back of five wins in the Premier League. Things are looking to go in the right direction there. But, but Champions League is where, where, where kind of the big boys are at and where you want to be fighting at the top end uh, of sort of European football. Are you worried or concerned that, that Mikel Arteta isn't the guy? I think I've always had that concern, Pete. I've always had that worry, mate. Um and you can say that he's done a really good job to get Arsenal back challenging, but I didn't really want that. I wanted Arsenal mm. to be back winning. And there's a difference between challenging and winning. Um, I honestly believe that he's done some very good things. And I think he deserves a lot of plaudits for what he has done uh, in the job so far. But whether he's going to be the guy to get us across the line or not, I still have my my doubts. And mm. people are sometimes in this fan base very much in love with um, being positive and just don't worry, everything's going to be all right. Until I can see evidence that everything's going to be all right, I'm going to have my reservations. And I feel like Mikel Arteta has got enough credit in the bank with his fan base to finish in the top four and trophy this, this season and be okay. But as far as I'm concerned, that isn't any progress. That is failure. That's not success to me. Because we did that for 20 years under Arsene Wenger and he got sacked. So if you're going to be sacking a manager who is classed as a proper legend, and bringing a young coach to start again and just be happy that we're doing what the guy that we sacked did, um, I don't really see where we're moving forward-wise. Now, to be honest with you, we're competing with two of the best managers in the world, in Klopp and Pep, so of course it's not going to be easy. But what I will say is that if you are going to finish the season trophyless, there needs to be justification as to why that's happened. And what I mean by that is, if you're losing to Porto, West Ham, and the first round of the FA Cup and coming third, that is not anything to be proud of. And that is not anything to say, yeah, I can see where we're going here as a football club. Because last year we finished trophyless and we threw away a title. And if he isn't able to get us across the line yet again, then we're going to start to question him. And I think that's justifiable to question him. Now, I'm not saying that we can um, not win anything and he has to go. 
because there's some that are like that. You know, Northside comes on my channel. Lee Gunner talks about it a lot. There's a few others like Kenny Ken. There's a few others that have said, look, if you don't win nothing, I'm done. Get someone in who can. And you know what? I can't sit there and argue too much with that. I can't say that's out of order. I can't say that's wrong because ultimately that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're the third biggest club in England. We should be winning, right? But when you look at context and say, right, why didn't we win? Well, we got to the final of a Champions League and we lost on penalties to Real Madrid. And we took Man City to the last game of the season but they nicked it by a point on the last game. Yeah. I'm not going to be harsh enough to go get rid of this guy as a failure because there's context as to why that's happened. But if we are going to go and finish third behind Klopp's team, close to Emery's team, a manager we got rid of, close to Postacoglu who was in phase one and come third and then get knocked out to Porto and go out in the domestic competitions, there'll be justification as to why he might have to be moved on. But we have to give him till the end of May and see where we're at, Pete, to be honest. But if I'm honest, I like some of the stuff he's done. However, he hasn't had it massively hard at Arsenal, in my opinion, like some people think. He's had £600 million to spend. He's had every single player he wants, not given to him. Emery was given Pepe when he wanted Zaha. Emery was given David Luiz when he wanted Upamecano. Emery was given Ceballos when he wanted Party. Arteta's got the guys he wanted in, right? So there's definitely, for me, question marks as to where his future lies. But I think there needs to be some context behind it, bro. Yeah, I think that's the. So it's, it's an interesting point. Is that for me? I, I look at this, and Chris, I want to get your opinions on this as well before we come to sort of Newcastle perspective. Is that I always look at Arteta, and I think he reminds me a lot of Eddie Howe in, in this situation, in that he's evolving in the role mm. at the magnitude of the club that he's at. And he's literally learning on the job because he's got experience playing at the top level, but managing at the top level is something that's very, very different. And just going back to the Champions League, um, you know, he's never managed at that at that level. He might have seen it on the pep, but not actually been able to manage and make those big decisions. And and Eddie Howe, I, I find, is very much of the same. Going into the Champions League for the first time, having to navigate himself through that. And Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, which a lot of other big clubs are used to, we're not. And Arteta is having to have that same kind of um, journey, should we say, on the back of that. But the question I've got for you, Chris, on on, on this and Arteta, and you can link it with how as well, is that are the Arsenal fans going to be patient enough to allow him the time to evolve into that role? I, for me, I think that's the big question. But what, but what do you think? Yeah, no, it's a really good point you made. And to be honest, Pete, when, when you were talking about it, my, my first initial reaction was, Newcastle and Arsenal are in completely different places at the moment. If you fast forward four or five years, maybe maybe there'll be similar places. But at the moment, you know, I think Howe will be afforded that time. And I think there will be the majority uh, of the Newcastle fan base who will be, you know, a lot more patient with them. And I'm not quite sure Arsenal are in that place. You know, Arsenal are serial winners. Um, you know, they've got a rich history. Obviously, they used to win in a lot of things under... Um, under Arsene Wenger and you know they've, they've had some real real top managers and they've won some major major trophies obviously we've we've not had that problem in the last 60 odd years um so I, I kind of I do to an extent I do feel a bit sorry for Mikel Arteta because I agree that he is learning on the job but you know that that comes with being in charge of such a big club you know you've got to take that responsibility and it is a results business I know that sounds like a cliche but it absolutely is and Arsenal fans will want success. And, you know, again, I know I keep saying this, but as Dan said earlier, they've invested a lot of money 
Uh, and when you start spending a lot of money, you need to then back that up with results and trophies. And if you're not doing that, that's when you know it it, it brings in a lot of uh, unsettlements. And I can I can, I do get why um, you know some of the Arsenal fans aren't wholly behind Mikel Arteta. I mean, it looked like you know he turned things round, and you know he could go in the title this year. And if he does, you know that that's going to certainly bad him some time. But if Arsenal ends up falling away and you know finishing third. Um, there will still be some questions asked of them, and obviously, if they get knocked out of the Champions League at this early stage, that that will also, be, you know, be, questions will be asked. So it, it's difficult for Mikel Arteta, but he is still learning. Will they persist with him? I mean, how long has he been here now, Dan? Is it is it four years he's been at Arsenal now? This is his uh, this is his fifth season, but well, four four and a bit, I suppose, if you look at it. Mm. He came in and he won the FA Cup, didn't he, in his first few months? Um, and since then, he's had another four seasons. So, yeah, man, it's 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 enough time to have no more excuses about this isn't my side. I'm going to need time. I need to be in this phase. I need this amount of windows, this amount of money. Mm. We've seen enough now. Um, it's time to deliver, in my opinion. There's no more process. There's no more phases. It, all that was excuses, you know, as to why we didn't win something, in my opinion, by some of the fan base. And uh, I think there's a section of the fan base that have... Um, Change their tune on Mikel Arteta. I think last season Mikel Arteta proved a lot of people wrong, not just those that didn't believe in him, but those that believed in him because they believed he was going to get top four. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't believe he was going to go for a title. Um, so I think he proved even the people that actually believed in him wrong. But uh, this season it's about delivering for me. And, um, you know, when you go and buy a hundred million pound rice, you're not doing that to get in the top four. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. we've got to go compete now, man. I think as well, he's he's you know he's had some he's had some difficult milestones to get over as well, hasn't he? You know, obviously he made the decision to strip uh, Aubameyang of the captaincy, then got rid of Aubameyang. You had the problem with Xhaka, so he's had he's had some difficult moments, but he's kind of come through them. But now now is the time to deliver, and if he doesn't deliver, it's it's only going well, it's only going to end up with one outcome. Definitely, and like you said, we're we're in we're in different sections now in terms of where Arsenal are fighting that and where Newcastle United are fighting that. But ultimately, our owners want to be fighting at the exact that exact same level um, at some point down the line. And so, Eddie Howe, although not at that level at the moment, will will be under the same sort of pressure at some point. There's there's no doubt about it. And that that kind of segues weighs me nicely to the next kind of topic, really, because talk about Newcastle United, um, Pops. Obviously, we talk about him all, uh, all the time on uh, on the twelfth man on the on the race for Europe. Yeah. So I know your opinions on Newcastle United in general, but honestly, in your honest opinion, do you see Newcastle United being up there fighting with Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City in the years to come? Uh, can you see that happening? And 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 in your opinion, how quickly do you think it might happen? Uh, so, yeah, I do see it happening um, because you've got the, the financial power to be. There's no reason why you can't do it. I've had a little bit of respect for Newcastle in the fact that they haven't gone about things in the way that Chelsea and Man City have. And I think some people have been shocked by that, that you've not gone and bought 12 players to go win now. Um, you've got a manager in who's happy to be uh, and see this through as a project, not go get Diego Simeone, spend 500 million and go win the league next season, um, which is, to be fair, what Chelsea and City did, tried to do, right? Um, so I think Newcastle have thought about this a different way. I 100% see you being up there. When? Um, probably when Pep goes, mate, <laughs> if I'm honest, because I don't see anybody beating him. I don't, I don't, I mean, Eddie Howe, 
I think he's a great manager. He ain't going to compete with Pep Guardiola, but he's a good manager. I don't think Newcastle have got the squad right now to go and win the league, but it doesn't mean that you're miles off of it. You know, two windows can change that, depending on how much you're allowed to spend. Now, the profit and sustainability is actually um, bitting you in the backside, to be fair, at the worst time in ever, because Newcastle should be able to, if they want to, go and say, I want five new players and they're all going to cost me £75 million each. And this is how we get to close the gap on Man City. But profit and sustainability has actually advantaged um, Man City even more because they've got their squad. They've been building it for 10 years. Everyone else has been catching them up. Now it's going to take us all longer to catch them because we've actually got to be set by guidelines and restrictions, which is just crap, if I'm honest. Absolutely ridiculous. So I do see Newcastle up there. Um, if I had to guess, I wouldn't go with next season, but I would be looking as a Newcastle fan to be going for the title the season after that. And that doesn't mean you have to win it, but competing for the title the season after that. Because yeah. I feel like you've got a good squad you're building. I do think you've got the right man in charge. Some people question him and don't think he's good enough. I don't know many managers that would have dealt with 16 injuries this season, personally, but that's just my opinion. Some people disagree and think, you know, if everyone gets injuries, get on with it. But I think you and maybe Spurs and United have had the worst injuries of everyone this season. So, yeah, I think you will be up there, man. And I think with a little bit of patience in the next couple of seasons, I think you'll be fine, man. I really do. And that's the thing. That's the next step for us, I think, Chris, is that, you know, we we got Champions League this season, uh, last season, and we were in it this season, which was great. Now it's about how can we sustain that? How can we make that consistently the aim and the expectation every season? And then go on to, and I think Yana put in there, you know, our owners aren't going to be wanting to fight fight for third. You're right; they want to win the league, of course. But that would be that would be one of the steps is to be yeah. one of those challenges over the course of that season. You know, do, do you think Potts is, is is right, wrong in that? You know, not the, not next season, but the season after two years. You know, is that realistic? I, I think so. Yeah, I think for me, next season, the the objective is to get top four, not challenge for it. Get it. Um, so I, I would be hoping that we get top four because hopefully we won't have we won't have a ridiculous amount of injuries for a start. And we're probably, you could argue, we're probably two, three quality players away from really, really ruffling the feathers of the of the current top four. Um we we were a little bit ahead of the project last year. I I think it or last season, if you like. I think um I think we were fortunate to finish in that top four, albeit we deserved it. Um, but you know, we did go ahead of the curve at that point, and obviously this this time around we've kind of learned our lesson and also been unlucky with injuries, as I say, because I do think that has stunted us a little bit. I still find it incredible that we are where we are in the league, considering all the all the pressures and problems that we've had since arguably September, October time. Um, but yeah, for me, I think it would be about achieving top four next season comfortably. Um, and then the season after, yeah, I agree. The season after, I think it's 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 time to maybe add in another one or two, two, two or three, and then really have a go at the title. Not to say we'll win it, but to certainly be up there challenging. I think you need a spine as well. Like, I know you've got a spine, but you kind of need a spine next to that spine, if that makes yeah. sense. So I think for me, I know Tanadi's out, but you know someone's going to have to... Um, replace him, of course, but he is going to come back. Tonali and Bruno Gamaris, if you keep hold of him, Joe Linton, you've got some good players there. I think Fabian Shah is extremely underrated centre-half. I think, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Sven Botman is fantastic. 
you've got to keep these players fit, by the way. <laughs> but when you have got them fit, you've got a really good 11. Um, it's building on from that 11, isn't it? And looking at how you can have some depth in this squad. Um, likewise, on the on the wide areas uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, man. I, you know, I look at Newcastle this season. Joe Linton, top player, injured. Tonali, top player, problems. Isak, for me, after Haaland, the best striker in the league. Injury problems. Yeah. Sven Botman, I think he's been a really good signing for Newcastle. Injured. Yeah. Uh, what's his name in goal? Injured. You know, it's just like, wow, the whole of your spine has pretty much been out. And, you know, uh, you can only do so much when you've got that, man. You really can. Probably another conversation for another show as well, Dan. And Pete, I'm, I hope you agree on this. We need a, we need a top number one. We need we need a, a top, top number one. Nick Pope's a good goalkeeper. Um, and I'm, yeah, not, I'm not doubting him and I like him. Um, but for me, he's very much in the in the Ramsdale mould. Like he's he's a, he's a really good goalkeeper, but he's not <laughs> he's not your top 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 draw. Um, and I think I, I, when you're talking about improving the spine, for me, that that's what we need. We need to go out and invest in a real top goalkeeper. Uh, and I think I think that'll make all the difference as well. Yeah, there's not many about man. Not many yeah, about. Not. Obviously, there's Ramsdale not. will be available, but um, whether you believe that's a huge upgrade on Pope or not. I do personally. I feel like it is, but I don't think it's um, huge upgrade. I think it's he's better, but I don't think it's like wow levels. Um, you know, if you're looking at that, you're going to have to go and nick one off of a very, very good side, and that's going to be hard, man. Very hard. You know, maybe you know Michael Mannion at AC Milan is a top goalkeeper by the looks of it, but is he going to look towards that step? Maybe AC Milan are bigger than Newcastle, of course, but where they are right now and where Newcastle's project is, maybe you can tempt it players like that now I don't know you'll have to see but um, yeah it's not just a goalkeeper I think you know goalkeeper centre half sort your midfield out maybe a creative midfielder and then a centre centre forward that you know is absolute wow so allow Isak to either play with him or, or play off of him that's where I'm at who stays fifth yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and that's the thing is that we talked about Ramsdale before um, whether him and Pope have been on the same level um, uh, you know, and whether we're going to go and get better but you know Isaac's another conversation as well, and I, I think we'll, we'll yeah. definitely talk about him uh, in just a second. But um, look, bang on point, bang on time. The, 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 the man is in the house and, and just just on time. So let's bring him in. Uh, the main man from Troops TV's Troops. How you doing, boy? Hi, apologies, boys. You get me? Um, I'm, I'm, I, the pod started late. Oh, it was all madness, blood. I've literally got like 15 minutes and then i got to do school run. Blame, uh, blame Hussam, man. Blame Hussam. Lad, Don't blame me. He's lucky he had Friday play. Yeah, he's lucky he had Friday prayers, bro. Otherwise, I would have sent for his clock. You get me? So I had to keep it. <laughs> I, I, I had to keep it halal. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. You've come at a perfect time because look, we're going to get into this and then we'll get into tactics really quickly. And and, and I want to get your prediction before you you have to go on the run. But um, look, it's been a hundred and eleven days, okay, since the last game that we played against you in there. Uh, I did see some few from Arsenal fans around the way. Um, and I, I just want to know from your perspective, boys, is that, you know, have you got over this? Have you now, <laughs> have you now accepted that the goal was clear, it was clean, and we won 1-0 fair and square? That was the question I've got for you. So, look, Chutes, I'm going to come to you first because you've just joined the chat. Talk to me. <sighs> I was over it from it happened. You get me? Um, I don't really dwell on things, innit? I just kind of move move on with it. Um, it, it. It was a sour feeling, a sour taste. 
because you could see like the ball was clearly out in it. But it is what it is. We have to move on. It's just a thing where like, are you not going to come and park the bus like you did last year? Are you going to do all the time wasting you did last year? Is your is your is your your whole team going to be on yellow cards for time wasting? You get me? Is 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 the awaying going to see the ball more than we are? Like that's that's my worry in it because last year it was like it was a fact that <coughs> excuse me the ball was the ball spent most of the time out of the play. It was the match where the ball spent most of the time out of play. So you lot had a game plan. It's just that we we have to kind of stop that game plan. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's fair. And look, we, we we're not gonna we're not gonna argue against that. And look, Potts, we 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 had this conversation after the last one at the Emirates last season because I know that you were frustrated by by the way that Newcastle United set up, but we 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 weren't in that position where we could go out and go toe to toe with you. Nor nor should it be expected to. At the end of the day, is that we're we're not we're still on our growth. We're still sort of developing as a team. And look, let's face it: when was the last time we won at the Emirates? Two thousand and ten. Like mm. our record there is shocking. Like mm. I don't think we've even scored since then. Like, was it the Andy Carroll? Was that yeah, Andy, Andy Carroll? Carroll. Yeah. Andy Carroll. It was like yeah. 39th minute or something. I remember flipping. That, man. Who, who came out flapping like a seagull? I think it was Chesney, blood. Yeah. Yeah, probably was, man. Probably yeah. was. And, and I, so, I don't even mind. I don't even mind the way that you shit house the draw personally, because for me, tactically, that's how you got to sometimes do it against us. If you come up against us, try play football. Sometimes it can go wrong for you, right? So I understand it. Where I think I was frustrated last time we played you at home was I was actually bigging up Newcastle in terms of how you were playing and expecting like I think I predicted like a three-two game or something, man. Mm. And then for you to come and play like that, I was just like, meh. That kind of disappointed me in both ways. One, because we couldn't really find an answer. And two, because it was disappointing as a kind of fan who thought I was going to see some good goals and an exciting game. It was frustrating. As for the St. James Park one, that just pissed me off because it was my birthday weekend, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? So me and my dad... <laughs> Square down, it was your birthday, yeah? Potsy. Honestly, bro. I was there and I was like, let's just go have fun in Newcastle. So I ended up in like Pop World and just in Newcastle town. <laughs> just going... Well, I'll just, just go and have some hey, fun. We still looked after you. We still looked after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got looked after They proper yeah. look after me, man. Proper yeah. looked yeah. after me. You great, didn't go top top. But, uh, yeah, listen, don't go out. Don't go pop no. world with Julian and the judges. Man. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, it was, it, was, it was one of those. I don't actually mind about the ball being out or the offside thing. For me, I still think it was a foul on Gabriel, personally. Because when you look at the ones that have been given and not given and the lack of consistency in the refereeing. That was where I was at. But uh, either, anyway, I'm over it. It's one of those things. We've got to go and uh, do some damage. It's just a shame that we're not on the back of a defeat, man. Um, that we're on the back of a defeat, sorry, with Porto. So that's kind of put a bit of a downer on it, but hopefully we can bounce back at the weekend, man. You boys ready for it again? Shithouse, shithouse two years in a row. <laughs> At the Emirates, they were the first team to take points off us as well at the Emirates last year. Exactly, and and look, this is why I praised Eddie Howe for it because Eddie Howe showed in that game, in my opinion, and you guys may disagree, what Mikel Arteta hadn't proven at that point is that he could play a different way and still get the results. For me, that's 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 Mikel Arteta's biggest issue is that he can't play a different way. And Potts, you know on Race for Europe, I've said it time and time again, at the beginning of the season, when people were hammering Arsenal for the way they were picking up points, I was saying, actually, I was impressed by it because he was showing something different. He was showing that grit and, and that that drive to, to not play well, but still get the points. Um, but at that point last season, 
that was the big thing for me is that he wasn't he wasn't able to do what Eddie Howe was able to do there. And for me, and I'm just talking personally, and we'll we'll, we'll get the tactics board up in just a second. I genuinely want Eddie Howe to do exactly the same again. Because I think if we can stop Saka and Martinelli, who are your big driving forces, I genuinely think that we could stop you playing. Like We might not stop you creating chances, but your free-flowing football, you look at your last five results. Saka's got six, Martinelli's got three. Like Those guys uh, have been tearing it up recently. They've been your biggest catalyst for your rise in your performances. We stop them playing. I think we will we'll stop Arsenal playing. But look, you guys might have a different opinion on that. I mean, I don't know about you, troops, but I've been excited by what I've seen in the last five games. My frustrations lie with the manager when he turns it around, like he did on Wednesday, and says, "Now nah, let's nullify the attack now and go with more controlled, possession-based, dominant football. And then you get bitten in the backside last minute. If we try and do that against Newcastle, I, I, I'll be pissed. I can't lie. I want to go. We and have see to the go for the jugular. Hundred, hundred, we do, man. Because the form, yeah. like the the difference in the performance on Wednesday night to the last five games is ridiculous, bro. It's absolutely ridiculous. There was it was lackluster. There was no fluidity. There was no intensity. It was it, it was just sideways. It, it was just. There, there was no ideas like there was no bravery shown. If if we want to win this title, we have to win our home games, blood. You get me? And we have to beat the better sides in the Premier League. Newcastle, obviously, they're on a bit of a sticky run of form right now. Pause. But they are one of the better sides, blood. You get me? Like if they have if they have all their players fit, they have two. They they they, they could. Isaac's one of the best strikers in the league, bro. You get me? Bruno's one of the best midfielders in the league. You know what I mean? They got a solid defense. They got a, a decent goalkeeper. Even the Bratford's come in now and, and he's doing all right. He started off a bit shaky, but now that he's got like the game time, he's, he's up to scratch. He's looking more like the, the Bratford you used to see before. Obviously, Pope went there. So for me, it's like I, I think all the pressure's on us, blood. We have to start early. We can't like go out there and and, and play timid and 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 wait for Newcastle to, 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 to like step up the pitch a little bit. We have to go to them because they're not going to do that. They're not going to come on to us. Pause. They, they, they're they going to want to sit back, low block, because they know how do you beat Arsenal? How do you stop Arsenal? Low block. Put everyone behind the ball and they can't break it down. Do you understand? So the likes of Martinelli and Saka, they have to be proactive, blood. You yeah. get me? Everyone's out here saying you're world-class, you're this, you're that. For me, I don't think Foden or Saka are world-class. I don't think both of them are world-class right now, bro. That's that's my opinion. I think like, Foden's the technically better player, but Saka's more consistent. Saka's more productive than Foden. But Foden is the better player. Technically, he's the better player. But when it comes to numbers and consistency, Bakayo's in his own planet, blood. Bakayo, the man's playing piss poor at this moment in time. He's not playing to the level that we know he is. And you look at the numbers, they're still ridiculous, bro. You get me? So these men have to, like, on Wednesday, Saka won't attack at his man. He won't get into the byline. He was very timid. He can't be doing that. He has to be running at Dan Burn. Dan Burn's having nightmares right now. Everyone I talked to, like I, I spoke to Big Uggs yesterday. You don't probably know Big Uggs. Yeah, and Big yeah, Uggs yeah. was saying that, yo, he wants uh, Livermento to start. Because when yeah. you played uh, against um, New uh, PSG, he locked down Dembele. Obviously, Dan Byrne. You get me, blood? I, 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 you get me? My, my nan's been passed away four years, brother. She still turns quicker than him, blood. You get me? It's a mazzoline. <laughs> you understand? Like, real talk, bro. Like, it's, it's a mazzoline, bro. Like, and, and, and if we... If 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 you do stand if, if you do start Dan Burn, we have to uh, like Ben White's got to be overlapping. We have to be 
everything's got to yeah. go down the right hand side, bro. Yeah, uh, look, I agree, uh, and I know Chris will agree with regards to the Livermento, and this is why I wanted to bring the tactics board up because, look, from your perspective, boys, what what, what is your team going to be on 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 Saturday night? I imagine that Ray is going to start in goal, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, would you start the same team troops, or would you bring Jorginho in? Do you see me? Yeah, I only start Jorginho in like Liverpool, City where you you want to keep possession. You want to play a possession-based game. I don't think this is the type of possession-based game. I think this is the game where we go for the jugular. Okay. So I think bringing, I think putting Jorginho in there, it, it, it brings, I think it just brings too much control. I think we need like a bit of a, like a bit of, like, like we need Havertz. We need, we need like, Zinchenko. I'd play Kivio, I'm Zinchenko. not going to lie. It's going to be Kivio, man, because Zinchenko's still not back. Yeah, so it'll be okay. it'll be Kivior left back, Saliba Gabriel Ben White, and then I think it will be the same team. So I think it will be Declan Rice, um, and then so, it will be Havertz and um, Erdegaard, and then I think it will be Saka Martinelli and Trossard, unless Jesus is back. But I've heard nothing about Jesus. He ain't yeah, I ain't heard a thing. Uh, nothing, man. Even Tommy Asu, like the guy was fit. Man's in yeah. Asia Cup playing for Japan. Donny comes back, done. Like I said in my watch along, like, bro, I rate Tommy Asu highly, blood. But I'm at Same. the point where, like, I'm like, sell him, sell Partey, get rid of these men because I need people that are fit and available, blood. Facts. It's like, when I, I say, like, I, I, I use this terminology, like, you're there when we're on the block, summertime, we invite the girls, barbecue, you're there, blood. When we go to the when we go to the club now and it goes left in the smoking area, you're in your yard playing FIFA. Yeah, <laughs> I need you in. The, I need you in smoking area with me when it's going left, bro. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. So for that reason, like it's it's like with Partey, it's not the it's not the ability. It's the fit. It's it's, Facts, it's, it's his fitness. Same with Tomiyasu. It's not his ability. It's his fitness. Hey, Jesus, apparently you've been training. Not that I've heard, though. Not that I've heard. Oh, I'm not I, sure. Um, there, there was a tweet earlier that apparently he'd, he'd been in he'd been in training. Okay, Partey, interesting. Um, Jesus and one other who had party, been... party and Vieira were training. Vieira was yeah. on the bench the other night. Yeah, yeah. That's the other one. and Jesus, Jesus apparently as well. Jesus, Sinchenko, Tommy Asu haven't heard anything from. So yeah. if Jesus is mm. fit, he'll I reckon he'll start him. But I think I think Trossard has been on fire the last few games, man. So it'll be. Real harsh to not play him, in my opinion. Yeah. Down the middle or Martinelli? Yeah, 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 it'll be Trussard it'll be middle. be Trossard through the middle, and then him and Havertz do like this in and out of possession thing where they interchange and they've got yeah. like a four four two type thing coming on, man. So yeah, that's what team will be, I reckon. Right, quick, Chris, whip through your 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 starting eleven for 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 Newcastle. Um, yeah, I, I will. I have to go in a minute, but I've got a couple of questions. I just want to throw it in before he does leave. Yeah, I was going to say I'm conscious of Tubes and Dan's time, so I'll whiz through it. So I think it'll be Martin Zabavka and goal, mate. I'm, I'm going to go five at the back piece. I'm, I'm convinced he's got to do it. So I'm going to go uh, Livermento left wing back. Yeah. Uh, Dan Byrne left centre back. Sven Botman in the middle. Yeah. Fabian Shah just to his right. And then Kieran Trippier right wing back. Get him in there, go for it. The two holding will be Miley on the left and Bruno on the right, just in front of Odegaard and Habit. Yeah, Miley. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and then up top, this is the shock. I think Anthony Gordon's going to start on the left. I think Miggy Almiron is going to be on the right. 
And I yeah. think the boys will be happy to know. I think Alexander Isak's going to start through the middle. <laughs> Great. Baller, man. Baller. Yeah, oh, yeah he's, the, he's the big dog. He's the big he's dog. My favorite player. He's my favourite player you got by far, mate. Yeah, he, he's the one you guys want. Like, honestly, you guys would be right in that title race. Yeah, we should have got him, man. We should have released that clause, man. I said this, but we had Eddie and Ketty and our fan base were twerking for him. And I'm like, what's going on? Jeez. But just remember, boys, he's ours, yeah? <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. He's, he's wearing black and white for the next 10 years. Just just, just saying. Mate. Just saying. Uh, yeah, anyway. but, but look, the, but this is the thing, and this is the, the the team that Chris has put out is exactly what I want to see because I want this touch tight, yeah. not going anywhere. Can match him for pace, great tackler, but can get forward in support when needed. This is what needs to happen. That protection for this man in there. If you're going to start him, fine, but you need that protection. Um, Trippier, um, I'll, I'll always I'll always back Trippier. He hasn't got the pace, but I'll always back him with his intelligence and his experience to manage anyone there. And it's just whether we can keep it tight with numbers and block out the spaces. You guys love to make those little intricate tight passes in, in tight areas along the 18-yard box. Can we nip that in the bud? We did it last season. Can we do it again? And Chris, when you got this man and this man on the counter chat, we always got the opportunity to nick a goal. Um, look, where you boys as well as Troop says, you know, with Ben White overlapping, that we need to see that from Livermento and Trippier. You know what I mean? We need to push push Arsenal back and give Martinelli and Saka something to think about. You know, going forward. I, if we're going to play five at the back, I want this. I want this because he ain't going to come back there. Bruno will go over, or Miley will go over. Gordon doesn't do a lot of tracking back, not as much as you think. He sticks in that position because he wants that counter-attack because he's got the pace to exploit. Um, and I think that'll be really, really interesting. It's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting game. But look, Troops, um, Pops, really quickly, anything on that tactics board before we, we move on from that? God, think... not really. No, not really. i got a spin, though. Can I just give you a quick prediction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I'm saying 2-0 no Arsenal. Ah, oh, come on, man. We've been scoring goals in, 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 at the moment. We're, we're, we're smashing in goals. We're conceding them, but we're smashing them in. No, we'll keep a clean sheet at home. Last thing from me, because I know you're a big WWE fan like myself. Reigns, man. Reigns, man. Don't bring me that Cody crybaby bullshit around here. <laughs> He's got to finish the story, bro. Nah, I'm not. Cody got to finish this. Bro, you see, you see my Twitter, People's Champ. Bro. We the one, baby. You know what I'm saying? Cody, little <laughs> cry, baby. He can cry, blood. What's his story anyway? The guy's rubbed, bro. Man, moving like he's some legend. His dad's a legend. You ain't a legend. Get out of here, man. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Nah, nah, but love, boys, man. I appreciate that. Next time, definitely, we'll do more. But blame Hussam, blood. Big man. Yeah, I will get on it. But no, I appreciate you. you. Right, we're going to link up. Yeah, man. Love, bro. Love, love I pick up the man. chat as well, man. Make sure you subscribe to the thing. Come on. Gang business. Top, man. You take love care, you. bro. In a so, bit, bro. Nah, I knew, I knew he had to shoot, and uh, I knew his, his show ran over, so it was always going to be tight. But yeah, he'll uh, come on next time, and I'll get him on for longer in it next time. It's yeah, just his yeah. show in it. So. Definitely, uh, always, always runs over. Um, got an interesting one. Just, oh, I think there might be a couple of questions actually for Potts just before we kind of get yeah, um, on, his prediction, and we and then we wrap up. Yeah, I'll hit Potts with some quick ones. Um, oh, I love this one from you and Malcolm. Potts, uh, who's better, Anthony Gordon or Gabriel Martinelli? 
that's a really good question, you know. Um, I think I went on record on my channel saying, why the hell are Chelsea going to pay 70 million for Gordon? It's crazy. Um, because they were linked with him first. I think that's right. Was it Chelsea linked with him first? Yeah. And then you ended up getting him. And I thought, oh, that's a hell of a lot of money for a player who ain't done much yet. Um, in terms of who's been better this season, I think Gordon's left Martinelli in, uh, dead in the water, if I'm honest. Um, in terms of form, I think Gordon. But overall, as a player, Martinelli is incredible, mate. Absolutely incredible player. The tenacity, the work rate, the understanding of link-up play. I think his finishing is probably the best at the club. I love the fact that he can play in a number of positions. And I just think when Gabriel Martinelli came on the scene, he wasn't really given the opportunity like some others, but he forced his way into sides up front or on the left and scored goals. People forget that he scored 10 goals in his first season at Arsenal in all competitions, and that was mostly in League Cups and Europa Leagues. Um, I'm a big fan of him, man, so I'm going to stick up for my boy in this one. But I think that Anthony Gordon is a top, top talent. Uh, good, good stuff. Um, Chris, I think there might be a little bit... Uh... Breaking news. Um, yes. Talk to me, fella. Yeah, so uh, pleased to announce we are soon to be going in partnership with Manscaped, uh, the best in men's grooming. So Manscaped are going to be um, joining lo joining us on our journey on Loaded, uh, and they are going to shortly be sponsoring us. We're hoping it's going to be uh, announced officially in or around the middle of March. But, yeah, we just wanted to, to break that news. Yeah, so we've got a new sponsor on board. And it's the men's grooming company, Manscaped. So, yeah, very, very excited. Great stuff. Uh, great to have them as a partner um, and sponsor of the channel. So, yeah, just wanted to throw that in there. Um, some good news that, that landed today for, for us boys. As we keep trying to um, do, do the good deed and, and, and build the channel like yourself, Pots, you're smashing it right now. Close to 17K? Uh, yeah, that's the next target, bro. And... Uh... Yeah, 17. Um, it's weird, isn't it? You either say 10, 15, 20, and then when you get in between, you don't quite know what you're supposed to say. But yeah, I'm on 16 and a half. So yeah, whatever you want to go, either 20 or 17. That's where I'm at. So yeah, man. Um, but now I appreciate all of you guys and appreciate you uh, you uh, coming on and contributing, Pete, obviously, big time. So appreciate that, man. No worries at all. Um, one last question before we get prediction, Chris. What one last question. Right. Um, I, yeah, uh, I need to know the answers to this. So Tom Dixon asks, has Tierney got a future at Arsenal? Because he's been linked with Newcastle in the past few transfer windows. Now, I know he's not seemingly favoured by Arteta, but what are your thoughts on Tierney? Um, probably over the last three seasons, other than Saka, he's been my favourite player. I love everything about his professionalism. I love the fact he's got a winning mentality. I think he's a proper left-back who can defend. He's also one that can go forward and he's old-school crossing the ball in. So he's not one of these inverted ones or one that comes inside. He proper like beats his man and whips the balls in. I'm a big, big fan of Kieran Tierney. His injury record has not been pleasant, but who's has at Arsenal in that position? We've got our current four left backs all out. So um, for me, top talent is not favoured by Mikel Arteta because he does not fit a system that he wants to play. That is literally the only reason. It's not because he's not good enough as a footballer. He just doesn't fit into that inverted mould. And unfortunately, this season, in the last few games, we've started to see Ben White invert, which would have given me the question mark of, could Kieran Tierney still be our left-back with Ben White inverting? And I think he could have been. But at the moment, he's out in Real Sociedad, loving life. Um, and for me, uh, <laughs> he's got a balloon coming up in the very end. That's how much he likes Tierney. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I honestly believe, and I know a lot of people did, not a lot of Newcastle fans I spoke to were up for this, but I honestly thought he would have been a quality signing for Newcastle personally. And I know people love Dan Byrne, but he's better than Dan Byrne. And um, he might be when the two are on fire, he might be uh, more exciting to watch Livermento, but I think Tierney is an outstanding talent, man. So um, wouldn't be a bad signing. Um, I think he'd probably end up going somewhere. I don't know where. I don't think he's going to be at Arsenal, man. But I'm a big, big fan of his. And one of my favourite players over the last couple of years he's been. But it's a shame, man. But I think he's going to have to go. How much do you think, Pot? I think we'll probably take between 25 and 35, if I'm honest. We signed him for about 25. Um, he's going to go for about that, I imagine. We'll probably get our money back for him. Sounds about right. And if it, it all depends on how he finishes his loan spell, I think. Yeah. And if yeah. he stays fit. <laughs> Exactly, because he does need to prove his fitness for sure. But um, yeah. look, um, we'll get Dad's predictions. Uh, get you get your scores um, for the game on Saturday. Obviously, Potts is going to be there, um, roaring Arsenal on. I'm going to go. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go for a Desmond. I'm going to go for a Desmond two-two. I think there's going to be goals in it. Uh, I'm going to bat my boys to to shit house their way to a point at the Emirates. I have to. Uh, I, I don't like betting against them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to the stick to my guns on that. But Chris, what are you going for, fella? Mate, I, I've got. I, I can't. I can't predict a defeat. Um, so I'm, I'm, I too, I'm going to go for the draw. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go for the funny nil-nil because I just think. I just think there would be absolute chaos if we if we go and get a point and so and, I, and I, I think there'll be a lot of upset arsenal fans if we were to go and get a clean sheet and take a point so for me yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say no no pots as the as the resident arsenal fan you, of course you're gonna back your boys what, what you what you're going for yeah i'm gonna back them um but i'm not very good at getting predictions right uh, I've never won Super 6 or got near it. I don't mean the actual big jackpot because I don't know anyone who has, but I mean in leagues that I'm in. Uh, but I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet like troops. I think you've got too many players that can hit us. I think Isak and Gordon could be dangerous. But I'm going to go for it. I'm going to. We have to win. Well, I mean, if we don't win this, then the, the title's looking really tough for me so we got to be going and uh, we've got some tougher games no disrespect to Newcastle you're, you're not at your best at the moment so we've got tougher games than you to come so if we can't beat you boys it's a worry um, for our title race that is uh, so I'm going to go 2-1 man and be positive I love our chat they're, they're, they're so pro Newcastle all the scores here you got three deals in there he's that he's trick. Trick. Uh, oh my god I love it <laughs> I love it it always makes me laugh but look um uh, quick shout out to our sponsor our, uh, our other sponsors russ and the team at the radio to shed.com get down and support russ um and his um fantastic business um and make sure you support all things radio to shed uh that is for sure and whilst you're there go and have a look at the bathroom designs co h2o Fantastic bathrooms, as we've seen. These are some of the old pictures. The new ones are coming in. So they'll be there very, very soon. If you've not already, become a member. I've had lots of new members recently. Click that blue button. You can only do it on a laptop, but make sure you click that button and become a Loaded Ultra. Guys, we're out. Thank you so much for all your chat and support. 
and everything else uh, in the channel today. Um, if you haven't already, click the like on the way out, subscribe to the channel, make sure you get onto Troops TV, make sure you get on a course to the main man's channel, um, the, the 12th Man podcast, uh, lots and lots of great content, not just Race for Europe, but you got the, the best of the rest show with the other boys on a Thursday, you got your Arsenal content as well. Um, uh, where can they find you, Pots? <laughs> Yeah, man. Listen, my Twitter handle's here on Instagram and TikTok now. I'm trying to get as current as I can, but I can't keep up, man. Uh, Dan <laughs> Arsenal 87. Uh, you'll see me on AFTV and uh, uh, Football's 12th Man podcast as well. Uh, you'll see Pete on there as well. So uh, make sure you head over if you're not already. And big up to everyone I loaded, man, and uh, and keep smashing it. Definitely. And um, look, just before we leave, to Sir Jim Radcliffe, pay up. Pay <laughs> up. Pay your money. <laughs> you want Ashworth? Pay your money. We're out, people. And, of course, we do love playing away. Chris, take us home. Dan, how would you like that? Take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs>